we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Linscott. Once again, I am so grateful today that you're joining me, that you are a part of this family of the uh, leadership podcast here out of the Anointed Leadership uh, with myself. And uh, today, I've got a great uh, level of content for you and your leadership to develop your leadership, to help your company, your church, your organization, you, the leader, and your team grow. And that's our heart's desire at the Anointed Leadership is to help you grow individually and the capacity of your team to grow, to reach and accomplish everything God has called you to accomplish. Amen. Before we jump into this, I would love to ask you a couple to do a couple of things for me. First of all, if you have never subscribed to the channel, whatever platform you're listening to it on, whatever podcast platform, if it's on Facebook, if it's on, uh, if you found us through Instagram, if it's on our YouTube channel, please hit the subscribe on that. Also hit the bell that notifies you every time we drop a new one of these episodes. Uh, Our goal is every other Thursday to drop one of these and uh, be consistent with you as you are consistent in your development and leadership. Second of all, if you could do me a great favor, number one in, in this situation is send me a comment. Leave one on the platform you're, you're listening to this. Give us a review. Uh, go to my website, terrylinscott.com, and shoot me an email and let me know this content has helped you, has uh, impacted your life, and has helped you grow as a leader. Would love to hear from you in that regard. Also, uh, if you have any questions that you would like for us to answer, we've been answering some privately as far as some of these questions are private that by email that I've been receiving. Uh, but I would love to help you grow. We could ask some of these publicly, uh, not giving you information of who it is, but be able to ask a question and then be able to answer that from our perspective. Uh, also, if you would like to invite us to your, uh, your uh, workplace, your business, the team, and help let us help you grow your team by doing some in-person uh, trainings, we would love to do that as well uh, and be a blessing to you. And the final thing that I'd ask that you do is uh, share. Share this content with whoever, whomever uh, you believe this content would add value to their life. If you are a pastor, if you're in a church, uh, you're a church leader, and you feel like this would help your pastor, uh, as many of you know that you listen to me, I have a heart for leadership and pastoral for the local church, and we would love to help churches grow in their leadership. Uh, Share it with your family, share it with your friends, a coworker, an entrepreneur, somebody that you believe is developing and desiring to develop in their leadership, and this content would help them. Or simply do me one favor, just share it on your social media. Just hit the share button and say, man, this was fire, and I would be grateful and happy about that. Uh, Right before we jump
jump in today to our content, I do want to tell you some exciting news that has happened with me and uh, for me at my church, Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky. Uh, as the senior pastor here, uh, we have been believing God for a Bible college for 37 years now that when I took over in 2020, I've just picked up with the heavenly vision. And we are excited to announce, I'm super excited to announce that this year, August of 2024, on August the 12th, is our, our inaugural year and our first day of classes for Abundant Living Bible College. That's correct. We are a uh, an accredited Bible college, not secondary accreditation. This is a primary accreditation equivalent to your state universities, uh, associates, bachelors, and a master's degree, as well as a doctorate. Uh, right now, we're starting out in the associates realm, but we have a complete accreditation, a two-year Bible college. Uh, we're doing a pathway uh, of either a missionary, a, ba- a pastor, or an evangelist uh, on a third-year program that right now is what we're planning. Eventually, within the next two years, we will have a bachelor's program, and then we will eventually increase it all the way to the master's and a doctorate. If you have ever thought about doing Bible college, you want some training in in, in the study of uh, theology, you want to go into ministry, you ha- are a minister, and you want to grow with your education and understanding and dive deep into the understanding and knowledge of the Word of God, Abundant Living Bible College is for you. If you're young out there, and, and, and or old alike, and you feel the call of God on your life, Abundant Living Bible College is for you. It's a very inexpensive college for the impartation and the revelation that you'll receive from God. And our heart is to develop and train you in the things of God to accomplish everything God has asked you to do. Amen. And so I would love to invite you to be a part of uh, the Bible College uh, in, in various ways, but especially to be a student. And you can find more information out about that at ALBC.school. Again, ALBC.school. And uh, find information, find applications there, and ask questions and discover Abundant Living Bible College. The difference in us and most is the impartation of the anointing of God to get Get upon you to do what God's called you to do. Amen. Uh, again, if you have any questions about that, reach out to us so we can help you find that information. As we jump back in today to the content, you know, from last drop uh, episode, we were talking about committing to faithful men and how we hire and how we bring people in and recruit people and things like that. And, and I don't want to jump back into that whole scenario today, but I would like for you to make sure if you haven't listened to that one, the uh, part one of the committing to faithful men uh, in this process, go back and listen to that one first. It will help you discover and understand some of these things that I'm talking about today. Many people and many Christian businesses, this is what I really believe, that many Christian businesses are getting ready to flourish like never before. I think every business should flourish, but I believe the hand of God is coming upon those that are anointed of God to do what God's called them to do, and they're going to see great uh, influx and multiplication in their business. Anytime you grow, anytime your business or your church grows, it requires a staff, a team of people to help run with the vision, to manage everything you're doing, to increase staffing, to make sure we're not losing the growth that we have, but we can sustain it. And part of that staffing is we don't want to be reactive to the type of people we hire. We want to be proactive in it and create policies and procedures of how we how we hire and choose and select the right people. Now, it's easy if you know a person and you
you can work out their faithfulness, but it's difficult when you don't know a person and you're looking for a specific skill set out of a person or a profession or a level of training out of a person. And though you may get the right skill set, you may it may come with the wrong demeanor, the wrong character for your team or your business. And so you have to be very proactive in discovering it's not just a skill, but it's also the people, the, the morals and the principles that they bring to the team and how they do things. And so part of your uh, of your hiring, part of the process of discovering uh, your team and building your team comes from a system to determine whether a person's faithful or not. And so as we read through the verses the last time, you know, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, it says, and these things you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men. And this is the first thing we got to find faithful people. Acts chapter 6, verses, uh, uh, verse 3, it says, therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, uh, and appoint them over this business. So the type of biz, uh, of of uh, character, personality, a person that they wanted wasn't a necessarily a skill set person. It was a person of a specific character, attributes. And so what we're looking for is faithful. We're looking for good reputation and wisdom. Uh, and then if you look at 1 Timothy 3, it says if a man wants to be a leader, uh, they must be a husband of wife, one wife, blameless, temperate, sober-minded, good behavior, hospital, able to teach. Uh, and it goes on in verse 7, moreover, he must be a good testimony among those who are on the outside, lest he fall and repro- reproach in the snare of the devil. And what I share those verses again, and you can deal, listen to the first episode of this, is that's actually a principle or policy by which God said and established how we select people on our team. How do we select leaders? How do we select people that are going to come and help us uh, directly in, in our inner circle, if you will, to run with what God has anointed us to do? And so last week we dealt with faithful men. And we dealt with a good reputation. And I don't want to re, uh, revisit those, but I'd like to remind you of those just so you understand this is this is the beginning of it. I want to talk about this is wisdom. The third one I wrote down is wisdom. You had faithful, you have good reputation, and then I want to write down wisdom. Wisdom is the, the ability to apply that which you know and understand. So it's the application of, of what you've learned, application of what is... Uh, 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 expected or what responsibilities are. Wisdom isn't just a wisdom of the mind. Wisdom is the action behind what you know and you understand. And wisdom looks like this. I can speak from wisdom. I can give you wise counsel, wise answers. I can, um, I can, you know, it's not just quoting from a book, but I can, de- I can design or develop or dissect what a, a, a definition is and help you bring to a greater level of understanding. Uh, wisdom is how do I get from point A to point B? What are those steps and actually do them? So this is what wisdom is. It's people that don't just carry a degree, but they actually have wisdom, the ability to think on their own and have some simple common sense about them, right? And so most people that have a degree, and I use my son's story, uh, Micah, back in, in last episode about going in for the finance degree out of accounting, going into the finance department of a of a large uh, uh, car dealership, and he said everything the car dealership was asking him to do, though it was in the books in the school, in the college, in a prestigious college, by the way, um, everything that was in the books wasn't the way they did it. 
So just because you know it doesn't mean you have the wisdom to apply it, and you need to know how to apply it. Now, th- this this begs an argument, right? This begs a debate, in my opinion, is where's the level of training? Where's the level of, of educating when you're on the team and bringing people on your team and, and giving them opportunity to develop and learn? I get that. I get that. And I'm not excusing that thought process. I'm simply excusing that. I'm excusing the thought process that because you have a degree, you have wisdom. What I'm saying is, can you do, Can you think on your own? Can you figure this out on your own? Do you have a level of common sense about you that allows you to read between the lines to make decisions? That's called wisdom to me. Wisdom is not just knowing what the, the definition is. It's how do you dissect the definition to to apply it, to make it make sense and actually workable, right? And actionable in our life. So you've got to have this level of wisdom about you. You've got to have this ability where people think, I, I'm not sure how to do this. Let me go ask so-and-so because I think they might be able to help me. There's a wisdom in you that gives people trust in you that you might be able to help them figure it out. Make Does that make sense to you? And so I'm thinking this through is this is a part of hiring is do they have common sense? Can they read between between the lines? Can they function uh, not just on what they've been taught, but how to be, take responsibility and think through the process on their own and not always need to be told everything to do. They're, they are wise individuals. They have they have the ability to work through the process to make sure they, they take the right steps to be very productive and prosperous in everything they do, right? So we've got wisdom. Here's, here's what it looks like. I'm trying to hire people, and wh- who do I hire? How do I be proactive, Terry? I'm finding faithful people. I'm finding people of good reputation. I'm finding people, listen, that have great wisdom. And this is what I'm looking for. And it don't have to be the most wisest person like Solomon. But the reality is they've got to be able to think, right? Fourth one. Here's the one that, as I dive into the next few, the fourth one is they've got to be blameless. Uh, they 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 might have be accused of something, but they're not they're not they are blameless, right? It's not well. I do this because they do this. These are people that actually follow policy. They follow protocols in just character and attributes and behavior. Uh, Their life speaks about the integrity and the morals that you as an owner want to produce in the community. They keep the same principles. They're not liars. Uh, They're not people that are creating divisions. They're blameless people are people that are are for the team and not against the team. They're not creating uh, a cancer in the team that the reason why we have problems is because of, or, you know, I don't, I would never want it be said that the reason why there's disunity is Terry. Terry's the one that's bringing disunity onto our team. They're blaming Terry why we're having the problems, right? That doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean they're going to be perfect. It just simply means you're not blaming me because I'm not generating, I'm not starting, and I'm not feeding into the problems that are going to destroy the company or the business or the church, right? We, we don't want to do that. These are people, we we don't want people who don't follow policies. They, they you know, because here's the thing, people People don't necessarily follow policy, they follow examples. So if you hire people that don't follow policy, they're setting the example that you can do whatever you want to do, and now they're being blamed, and you've got to be cautious of that. Remember in episode one, again, if you haven't listened to episode one, make sure you go back and listen to it, because there is, in my opinion, is a recruiting uh, or a hiring probation period. And in the hiring probation period, uh, actually, I was just talking to Chris Hamburger, who's my media guy here and marketing guy 
by the church. And his father, his grandfather started Living Waters Teaching in Guatemala. Uh, and he said the thing that has a couple of things that have outlived him was his vision, was his family and his policies. And he set in policies of hiring and allowing missionaries to live on their campus was through some of these types of things is is a is a, a process of 30 days on, on on the field doing some mission trips but you're not living with me full time until you've gone through this process to determine are you a good fit it works it works in every area of life and every dimension but you got to create the probation and you've got to create the parameters by which you're de- determining by which you are determining the uh, the type of person that you're adding to your team I want skillful people. The Bible teaches us that David was a skillful heart player. And when Saul was being tormented by demons, they did not just ask somebody that could play the harp or had a degree in harp and music. They needed a skillful player. So there is this component of that stuff. But we've got to find people that are just like David and the Lord was with him. And he was a man of war and he was of good reputation. So many things about David in the book of 1 Samuel. And so you find these in those. So we've got uh, faithful. We've got good reputation. We've got wisdom. And then we've got being blameless. You're not blaming me. I'm not going to be the reason why you don't do your job. I'm not going to be the reason why we don't make this thing happen. You're not going to blame me, right? I'm going to set the example according to the policies that actually bring about success on the team. Good stuff. I know it's good stuff to Terry, right? So uh, another one is this: is if I'm bringing people onto the team, and you could be a secular or non-secular uh, or a Christian business, either one. Just listen to me. These things work across the board. They're principles. And the next one, the Bible teaches in, in Timothy. There, he talks about being temperate. You know, temperate is somebody that is is not being drunk and and not given to much drink and things like that. But what I wrote down on temperate was they're not they don't have vices. They they're not addicted to things. They're not addicted to alcohol. They're not addicted to drugs. They're not addicted to uh, uh, gambling. And they're not addicted to to gossip and and things like that. You got to find people that know how to be in self control. They've got to have a, a, a self discipline about them. Simply, you could be a, you could be temperate where you you could be addicted to food and you just are overweight. Listen, I know all you people out there that are listening and and you you battle this thing. Listen, I'm not against you. I'm for you. Uh, you're supposed to present your soul, spirit, and body before the Lord and blameless. The Bible says, and so you've got to do whatever you've got to do to to become self disciplined in every area. In other words, to be temperate means you don't have a vice, something that has a hold on you because it's if you. You're easily given to these types of things, man. You're going to be you're you're going to create problems. You're not going to be faithful. You're not going to be trustworthy because you're going to be going after that vice, that addiction, and you're not going to be thinking about what you're supposed to be doing. You're going to be thinking about getting off to go to that device, or you're going to create that opportunity to have the vice on the job. And we don't want that. This is, this is, I want to be, listen, I'm not against you. If you struggle, I'm not against you. If you're battling, I'm just saying, if you're going to be a part of a great team player, you cannot be given to many things because now you no longer work to the advance, the vision you work to advance your vice. And we as owners and entrepreneurs, and leaders, we've got to be very wise, especially in the church. As pastors, we have to make sure that we're we're not dealing with battling the vice. We've got to be willing to find people that know how to discipline themselves and bring them on the team. Because when they discipline themselves, man, they're going to be disciplined in the in the company and in the business or in the church.
church world, right? Number 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 six, sober-minded. Sober-minded. It means you got to have a sound mind. You're not insane. You're not crazy. You're not bipolar uh, in your way of thinking. That you are. You're even kill. You know how to. In the midst, of, you're not emotional. And and all of this is determined. This is all found out through relationship. This is all found out through spending some time together. That's why that probation period is important. It's vital. Is that you're sober-minded. You're not insane. You're not goofy. Uh, your your way of thinking is pretty even kill all across the board. Things don't. The, the things that tick you off, they may tick you off, but you know how to control yourself. The things that make you tick, uh, they you just control yourself and you keep on going through it. You don't let little things hinder or hurt you. And this is what you're looking for in people. Put them in positions where emotions have to be uh, have to be spurred. When uh, be corrective, like bring a level of correction to them in a probation and see what they do. If they're sober minded, they'll stay. If they're not sober minded. You're going to find it. You're going to hear it pretty quickly. You've got to determine these things. Again, this is what God said in his word of how you find leaders and put people in position, right? You've got faithful, good reputation, wisdom, blameless, temperate, sober-minded, and number seven, hospitable. <laughs> Listen, hospitable is cool because we look at that and say, okay, they're going to invite us over and they're okay to have parties. I'm not talking about inviting them over to have parties. I'm talking about they actually like people, right? I need people on my team that actually like people. You know, I don't have to like you, the Bible says it, but it does say I have to love you, right? So I don't, I'm not fighting the love side. I'm saying if you don't like people, you're not coming on my team. You know, there's a saying that my pastor says, and we coined this around our, our ministry here. Ministry would be great if it wasn't for people. And that's what's funny. It's because ministry is all about people. Your business would be great if it wasn't for the people. But without the people, you wouldn't have the business that you have. So they've got to like people. They've got to be willing to let bygones be bygones, if you will, and just like people and just enjoy company, enjoy relationship. That don't mean you have to come to my house. We have to go to dinner all the time. It just simply means that people don't irritate you so much that hinders you from doing your job. And that's just becoming relational. You want successful people around you? They have to be hospitable. Look, they got to be faithful, good reputation, wisdom, blameless, temperate, sober-minded, hospitable, and the last one. The last one I feel like is, is one of the key components to real success on a team because we talk about duplicating ourselves all the time. And the last one is the Bible says that if they're going to be a good leader, they got to be able to teach. Able to teach is something like that you and I look at is, I don't need you to be in a pulpit, but you can train somebody. You can duplicate yourself. You you can train somebody to do what you do. That if if you're missing a beat, then you can and you need to be, or you're needed to be promoted. Then you can train your your uh, your your person that's going to take over for you. But without being able to teach, then there's not going to be proper training. So you've got to be able to do the training, right? Not only that, on app to teach is you've got to be willing to follow or write protocols and procedures so that people are can read them and understand them. You've got to be able to communicate that. You got to communicate. You got to sell the company. You got to sell the job. You got to sell the responsibility. That's able to teach. It's able to get the information
information out. And if they're not people persons is, I don't need you to be a public speaker, but I need you to be able to develop and train people under you to work more effectively and efficiently so that the job never ends and the business always progresses. And that's what we're looking for. This is how we, how we are proactive. We find people that we are looking for. When I hire, I'm not looking for just the person to fill that spot. I'm looking for a person that can take that job, make it better, and then bring somebody on as I promote them on their job to make sure that we never miss a beat because they actually were trained properly. And this is the number one reason why businesses fail is we lack training. Why we don't leave great legacies is we don't train properly. And to train, it means you have to be apt to teach. You've got to get the word out and explain it in such a way that is palatable that people can pick it up and run with it and with enough gap and space in there that they can actually make it their own after they've been trained properly. Amen. And that's what we're talking about. So listen, be proactive in this. Many people have asked me, how do I hire the right person? The Bible is very clear in everything we do. It's very, very clear. One, these are what I'm doing. I'm looking for um, a probationary period. If it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days in there, create the policy that protects you, the owner, the leader, the business person, that you're not in trouble because they've signed a document that states, I'm going through a 90 day probation, 60, 30 day probation. And I'm aware that at the end of the probation, if I don't meet the criteria it, not just in, in in expertise, but in character and behavior and such that I will not be con- kept for the job. And list out what you're looking for and, and make sure that it, it's there. And you have to put them through the rigor. You've got to determine this within a short period of time. So you've got to put pressure on them. You've got to correct them. You've got to, and if at the end of that 30, 60, 90 days, they don't fit, fire them. Let them go and find somebody else. Don't waste effort and time in becoming reactive by putting years of of time into somebody knowing in the first few months they weren't the right hire. Make sure you do this properly and make sure you do this biblically. Why? Because you want to be successful. You don't want to take steps backwards and you want to accomplish everything that God wants you to do. What are those steps? One is faithful men. I'm looking for them. I'm looking for people with good reputation. I need people with wisdom. I need people that are blameless, that are temperate, that are sober-minded, that are hospitable, and listen, able to teach and train, right? Hey, till next time, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this time. And again, if this content helps you, reach out to us. us, let us know and how we can be a blessing to your life as you're a blessing to our life. We call you blessed, and may the anointing of God get all over you to do everything God has called you to do in Jesus' name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.